Welcome to the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast with your host, Eve Mayer. Join Eve and her guests each week as they discuss how to live a healthier, longer, and more fulfilling life through fasting, keto, and low-carb feasting. educate you, challenge you, encourage you along the journey with intermittent fasting and low-carb eating. You can check us out at FastingLane.com and on Twitter and Instagram at FastingLane. Today, I'm pretty pumped up to welcome my guest this week. I've been practicing my pronunciation of his name. It's Eric Horstadius, or like the Swedish way I think he said was Eric Horstadius. Do I sound like sexier when I say that? I don't know. But Eric, thank you for talking with me today. Uh, brilliant pronunciation. In, in <laughs> okay, England, say it. Say it the real way, Eric. Go ahead. In, in England, in 1981, I passed uh, five weeks at the boarding school there. They said horseradish. I think I could. I could really remember it like that. It's not bad. So say say your name for real. Say it the right way. Eric Hostodius. Oh, very cute. Love the accent. I'm really feeling the Swedish accent. Way to go, Eric. All right. So let me tell you guys about Eric. Eric is super famous, super well-known. He won the Swedish Biggest Loser VIP in 2018. And with the help of low-carb, high-fat, and fasting, that's what he did. He is a Swedish journalist, a writer, a television editor, and a public debater. Since the 80s, he's been working for several Swedish newspapers and magazines, been on all kinds of news panels, and a whole bunch of other TV shows. So we only, you know, really interview super good-looking, super famous, super successful people on this show, as you know. Eric also has a weekly column on the Swedish Diet Doctor website website, which I am a huge fan of, and he writes about weight, low-carb, high-fat, food-related topics. Eric is going to be speaking at Low Carb Universe this fall, 2019, November in Spain, and I'm going to be speaking there too. So check it out, Low Carb Universe in Spain, some beautiful island somewhere, Mallorca. We're going to be over there speaking. I'm going to make him do some videos with me because he's going to fall in love with me during this interview, so it'll be great. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you. And with this introduction, I kind of feel like I'm running for president uh, the next year. Okay, do you think you're going to win? I feel like you might. Why not? <laughs> right? You've done a lot of important things. Um, mainly, I think, I think you're be, most... I think I could beat the incumbent. I think you could. So, so mostly, I think the thing you're probably most well-known for, and tell me if this is true, is being on Biggest Loser VIP. Is, is, would you say that's the thing that like, most people are like, oh, I saw you on this or whatever? Yeah, it's, it's my, my journey in, 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 in uh, the public eye. Since the 80s has been a, a rough ride and it, it's different things. But I'm a public debater, as you said. I have written four books, and one novel and three debate books. And, um, and I'm, I'm kind of, I, I'm, I'm drawn to controversial topics. Oh. And, and one thing that is for sure, low carb is still controversial in not only Sweden, but in the whole, whole wide world. And I was, when I was invited to Biggest Loser VIP. And, and what, is, what is Biggest Loser VIP? Because I've heard of Biggest Loser, but I don't understand the difference. Yeah. And, and the, at least in Sweden, I think also the general format in the world is like um, really obese people. They get invited. They, they fight for a place in the show and they stay there. there um, the ones that stay the longest is 10 or 12 weeks or something. 
But in Sweden, they have tried uh, a different um, angle. They, they have the, the normal uh, Biggest Loser format, but also VIP format. And we only stayed, those of us who stayed the longest, for five weeks. But they asked obese people that, were, that are famous to join. And <laughs> imagine being the casting person, the casting director. Hello, you're a, you're a well-known musician or writer uh, or journalist. And we think you're fat, do you want to join the show? <laughs> but I, when I got the question, it was an immediate yes. Because I've struggled with overweight issues all my adult life. And, I, and the other thing, which is so interesting, the year before, 2017, I had gone into serious research. Why is this, why, what do I do wrong? I run a lot, I train a lot, I have a strong character. Why do I get stuck with this obesity? And then I got discovered like uh, intermittent, intermittent fasting. I discovered how bad carbs are for, are for uh, some people. I discovered one of your house gods, I know, Jason Fung. Yeah. So, um, and when I went into re researching this world of intermittent fasting and really shy away of carbs, um, I, I kind of felt ready to try this full scale when the casting director uh, called me in January 18, uh, 2018 to ask me, do you want to be a part participant of uh, Biggest Loser VIP uh, in Sweden? I said yes after half a second of reflecting because the first question in the mind is, do I want to show myself almost naked for the Swedish people? Uh, well, yes. that, is a, that is a low price to pay to be able to, to really try and solve um, a lifelong problem. So when they called, at that point, you were overweight and had already discovered all these things, or you were in the midst of discovering them? In the midst of discovering. And 2017, I, I did one week of fasting, uh, and I felt so energetic. It was so much easier than I had expected. All my life, I, I think it's the same with you. I don't know you, but I've done some research. Um, you were taught, I was, I was born in the mid-60s, and I was taught from, from the 80s and, and that fasting will destroy muscle mass, fasting is dangerous, fasting will fuck up your metabolism and stuff. So, and for me, not eating have, has always been rather easy, but when I eat, I don't, I want to eat much. But so the fasting option is sometimes you just don't eat, but I thought that was dangerous. I did too. I thought I would die if I didn't eat for a week. I really did. And I was an educated person. Yeah, and not only die, but fucking up your, sorry for the language, but, but destroying your metabolism and, like, and also uh, eating up muscle mass. But then when I, when I looked at the evidence in 2017, um, because I had tried so many things like calorie restriction and, and, and skipping all the fat, and I did all the usual mistakes. Um, always been very energetic, always been training a lot. I run 11 marathons. Oh. I'm, I'm not a lazy couch potato, but I never, I never found a way to sort of feel energetic why, why not eating a lot. Um, and, and with fasting, you actually don't eat a lot when you, when you fast, okay? And if you don't destroy your muscle mass and your, um, and your metabolic rate, then why not try it? And um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's how I came into it. That, that I, I saw that the old research, the, rather, the old, the old knowledge um, was, was just not true.
Yeah. So you go on the show, you go on the show and you have five weeks and you get to pick whatever you want to do, right? Like, so you could create your own diet plan. They didn't make you do anything. How did you decide what you were going to do? Um, first, (laughs) the first obvious uh, decision was to make sure you weigh a lot for the weigh-in. So I I tried the last 24 hours. I tried to indulge myself with, with uh, like, um, salty and carb-rich foods. Yeah. So I, will, I would weigh in on a high weight and, and, and have a lot of water load in my body. Smart. <laughs> it is, is easier, of course, to, to, to scale off weight if you start with a lot of water in your body. But okay, when, I had, when we had did the first, when we had done the first weigh-in, I weighed in at about, I think, 285 uh, pounds. I think that would be the right conversion from, uh, from kilo to pounds. 285 pounds then I started two things one was um, obviously eating very little amount of calories and the only calories I ate was uh, fat and some protein from salmon and and chicken Um, and then after a couple of days why I started with sort of intermittent fasting and from the second week I did some three and four day long fasts. So I was on a very, very small calorie, uh, total calorie intake during these five weeks. I guess my average was maybe 800 calories a day or thousand or something like that. But the fantastic thing, this is so fantastic that I had super energy all, um, all, all five weeks. I could train a lot. I couldn't sleep because of all the energy I had in my body. Yeah, my mind was super, super high. I was kind of almost in like you. This I was in a you say ketonic state, ketogenic state. Yes. So my 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 brain was was fueled by by ketone bodies, obviously. So it it was a fantastic fantastic um, experience to five weeks, no alcohol, no stress. Uh, only training and and being in ketosis that was wonderful and i shed off actually 50 pounds in five weeks but these 50 pounds were obviously some of them were water obviously sure but a lot many of them were, were, were fat fat loss yeah and so did people freak out when you started not eating for three or four days at a time were they pissed off were they wondering what the hell you were doing and destroying yourself what what happened um, the interesting thing was one other guy in the show, he's, he's a, I mean, I'm a half celebrity in Sweden. This guy, Kalle Morius, he's, he's a music genius and he's one of the most, most popular Swedes that there is. And he's my age. He was even more obese than me. He came in with the same idea that no carbs, no carbs whatsoever, except for some broccoli and spinach. Yeah. He and me, we were inspiring the others, the other six celebrities they realized that because they saw the energy we were having, me and Kalle. Um, so after a couple of days, the others joined in this anti-carb mission. <laughs> nice. and, al- and also um, the TV channel, they had a, what you call it, the diet, dietist, diet, diet expert. Yes. Uh, and she, she tried to give us advice about eating often and eating balanced and eating fruits and blah, blah, blah. But we told her, we don't believe in this. We think this is the old stupid padding and we're doing our thing and we believe in this. And the others join. 
and never have have uh, biggest loser participants have had so much success in the short run. Wow! And never, ever before in Sweden at least, one year after all of us have have been rather successful or completely successful at not gaining all the weight. And why? Because we didn't lose weight the normal biggest loser way. That is, you train a lot in the gym and you just calorie restrict. Yeah. We had a hormonal approach, blending intermittent fasting with a low carb approach. And, and I'm talking a lot now, I know. But one of the participants, a 70 year old guy, a very famous Swedish um, uh, restaurant entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and and um, and he he could after three weeks on on this fat castle as we call it, he could take away all his diabetes medicine. He had been diabetic diabetic for like ten or twenty years, but he could take away all his medicine because he had changed to this low carb approach and obviously a lot of healthy walks in the, in, in the forest and stuff. That's so exciting. I mean, it's interesting. My impression as an American, as an outsider, my impression of Sweden is that it's more advanced in healthy eating and low carb eating and fasting than the U.S. is. I don't know if I have that impression because of Andres Anfeld and uh, Diet Doctor. Um, and, and like when I went there, I found it easier to I had my very first trip to Sweden last year um, as a speaker. And I, it was way easier for some reason for me to eat low carb there at restaurants than it is in the U.S. Is, is my impression false? Um, how no, how think, is it? No, I, I, I think it, it, it is true that the general awareness is true. It's probably a little bit higher about this, just a little bit, but I still run into, I mean, my mother, she's 80, but very, very young in her mind and, and, and sort of in her body. When I when I explain to her that I, I prefer fat to carbs when I eat, and, and she's, it, it, it spins in her head, and she has worked yeah. as a, like, I mean, she's, she's been the classical uh, calorie-restricted dieter. No real um, weight problems, but she has struggled so hard. But, and I run into this all the time, so I, I would still say that Sweden is also underdeveloped. But the other thing, and this is so interesting, when we were in, competed in Biggest Loser, we lived in the United States in the sense that the, the TV format is owned by um, American uh, license holders. Okay. And, and, and the TV channel that uh, made the show here in Sweden, that's making the show in Sweden, they do it every year, uh, with ordinary people and, 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 and famous people of the last year. Um, they are not allowed to make the competitors have an else uh, a low carb approach mm. so when we did the low carb approach that was, we were so powerful so knowledgeable so they couldn't stop us but i have discussed biggest loser with with contestants in the in a sort of ordinary show where, where they stay for 10 weeks and people that are not famous and they have told me that to- talking about low carb is it's sort of like it's not, it's forbidden you don't do that. If you do that, the team gets pissed. And I think that is because I haven't really started this, but I think that American format owners, they believe so hard in the traditional, you train a lot and you eat very little calories. They, that's their approach. And they don't want Biggest Loser format to, to sort of convey the other truth, 
which which I am sort of a, uh, well a spokesman for. I get it, and I hope that um, your voice and I've heard from a few other Biggest Loser past contestants with the regular format um, who have gained weight. I hope that uh, those things continue to influence that show's decision and they revolutionize how they choose to help educate people because I think it's really inspiring, right? Like we all want to see people succeed. We all want people to find their success. I was 300 pounds and fat for decades and unhealthy and miserable. And I found, thanks to BC Code, Dr. Jason Fung, Megan Ramos, um, I found what was right for me, which was intermittent fasting, which I thought was crazy, like just crazy, and low carb eating. And I think people need the education of the option. I can't say for sure that it's the right thing for them. I eat lots of meat. Some people are vegetarian. Some people eat meat. Some people eat low carb. I don't know what's right for them. But I think having the education of the options so people can make their own choices is becoming more and more important and, and necessary. I'm really happy that you bring this up. And because um, it's so easy to, oh, this, I, I'm this works so fine for me and, and you have i mean and this person did this and that we are all individual um genetically and also with with the, with the life experience we've had in terms of physiology and also psychological events we're all individuals we have we're not the same so the approach that works for you maybe doesn't work for me etc and as you say um you need to point this way this could work for you and we live in a society that still is like it's saying eat eat all the time snack between meals you should snack fasting is dangerous and fat is um fat is what makes you fat people think that i mean they don't think that eating um green vegetables make you green but they think Eating fat, <laughs> I, I mean, like that. I've never heard that before, Eric. <laughs> so, so there are so many misconceptions, and and also what's interesting already 2017 when I started researching, uh, sort of the evidence for the dietary guidelines, I realized there was no foundation for the fat scare. Uh, there was no foundation for 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 embracing carbs, and the first. The, the, the guy who, 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 um, who, who gave the name to the word ban, banting, I, I don't think, if you, if, do you use the word ban, to ban, banting in, in? No, what does that no. mean? Yeah, well, it's, it's, oh, well, we shouldn't go that way. If you don't <laughs> use it in, I know they use it in South Africa, uh, but the, 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 he, but it, we, we don't go there if you don't use that word. But, but the low carb approach is, is in, in some ways not new uh, because they used it in the old days, but the, since world, after World War II, there came, it was a food industry uh, and it was Ansel Keys, the very famous um, researcher who did the seven country studies where he established some sort of link between eating fat and heart, uh, heart, uh, heart attacks, which was sort of fake. Um, it was a correlation, but not a, uh, not a causation. And, and then um, there was some, it grew a consensus in the Western world that carbs are cheap and good and fat is, 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 is not good for you. Uh, and and um, when you look at the evidence, there is no evidence. There's just correlation, uh, but not causation. 
Um, so what, what I, and since I've been obese all my adult life, more or less, I, I mean, as I said, I run marathons and stuff. Uh, one emotional aspect of this is I have been fooled by politicians and dietitians and, and dietary guidelines and a stupid consensus all my adult life when I tried to, to solve a, a deeply felt uh, personal problem, which is also a health problem for me. And I haven't had the right tools to solve it. And, and so we, we need to point out different directions that different people can, can go. Um, and, and that's why we need to sort of, I don't want to use the word educate, but, but just to point that success stories and, and evidence and research, and then let people find out their own way. Eric, I agree. I, um, like I said, I was, I was fat and unhealthy for years and I tried everything and I had three bariatric surgeries and the three bariatric surgeries I had, I did a lot of research on and I saw a lot of doctors and I went to therapists and hypnotherapy and everything. And not once did ever, anyone ever explain this possibility to me, the possibility of just low carb diet, the possibility of intermittent fasting. And I think doctors, we have a false concept of the fact that we think doctors know everything about keeping us healthy. When I think most doctors are just struggling to try and help people keep people alive because we're already so unhealthy. And um, we can't expect doctors to be able to provide preventative health for nutrition when they're provided almost no education in that in the system of, of their schooling. Uh, we have to search for this information ourselves and use our doctors as support and use our doctors as the brilliant humans they are to try and help us and find our own information in our own oh, way. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I think you're too, too all, uh, way too kind to doctors. Oh, in okay. But I, I mean, I have, I had talked to doctors, not specifically because of like fixing my obesity problem, because I thought it was my own fault. I thought I, I need to exercise even more. I need to eat, eat less. And, and so, but I, I did some general checkups and the advice they gave me was so, uh, am I so stupid? Because the concept of insulin resistance and some people don't process carbs very well. I mean, that was at least in Sweden, half a half known fact if you were interested 15 years ago but it, but the, the doctors hadn't caught up on that at all they gave me so stupid eat, eat porridge uh, and not too many beers and eat a lot of fruit and stuff and if if you metabolize carbs badly which i'm i know i do um because when i when i don't skip carbs my appetite goes up my energy goes down and that is such a if i have one serious takeaway from the discussion with you and i guess people are aware of this already but hearing it from here from sweden too could be interesting that if you give low carb a serious chance not a couple of days but a couple of weeks you will feel your your hunger go down you won't be tortured by all these um, you don't have to fight against hunger all the time your hunger actually goes down if you if you really restrict your carbs you you, you cannot do it halfway you should really restrict them and i, I think it's a mis mistake that 
a lot of low carb rookies do that they sort of I did it um, before I mean before I before I got strict I made the mistake that if I just reduce my carbs a little maybe it gets a little better but you, for some people at least you really need to restrict them and that is you, you, you eat vegetables uh, that grow above the ground but no pasta no potatoes no rice yeah. or so. look I, do- my whole my whole life i was hungry every moment of every damn day every moment i could finish a meal and 15 minutes later no matter how big the meal was i was hungry and that's why i had surgery to end the hunger and yeah. it did not it did not freaking end it and then i went to doctors and took medicines and went to psychotherapists to end the hunger. I just thought I was broken. I just thought I was crazy. And when I ate low carb, it was the first time in my life I only got hungry four times in a day, which to me was amazing. It was like coming out of prison. It was like being set free and realizing I wasn't broken. And it was shocking. And for a person who eats sugar all the time and doesn't understand how hungry it makes you and how it affects your insulin, it is an incredible relief to figure out that you're not the crazy, shameful, fat, broken person that you thought you were. It's I, I, a crazy I, I, I have I never met you. This is the first time you and me speak, but I, I almost get tears in my eyes now when you, when you describe this, because I have, I had so many people have had moral uh, judgments about me. Why do you eat so big portions and, and just eat less and blah, blah, blah. They don't know how it is. Many people, they don't know, know how it is. To, live with this hunger and you 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 rarely feel satisfied and you you eat double the portion of of of, of your friend but yes. you still don't get satisfied and it and it gets worse which, which should be said here too with with lack of sleep and stress which have been sort of problems for me too yeah but and they they think this is a question of character it's not the question of character, at least not for the most of us. It's a question of hormon- hormonal systems that govern how we feel in the brain about the world. Yeah, and, and Eric, they- look at these lists of accomplishments I have just read with you. You know, you, you're a, a debater, you're a, an author, you're a writer, you're a speaker, you're all this. And all this was happening, all these rises to success, all these accomplishments were happening at the same time you couldn't overcome your weight and it just doesn't make sense right i would sit there and i would whip everybody's ass at like business or life or taking care of my parents or whatever and i would just like be a winner and then i was just a giant giant sloth and a loser with my health and i just couldn't figure it out why can i rise to the occasion and everywhere else what the hell is wrong with me and it sounds like the same thing with you and it's just i just want people who are in that position right now where you're like this incredible, beautiful person, you, you, you do the right thing, you take care of your family, you, you're this amazing career professional, or you're an activist or whatever, and your body is just falling apart, and you're like, I'm just broken. You're freaking not broken. You're not broken. There's something out thing, there to just, figure another, out for you. Yeah, and, and just another thing, which, which makes it even worse to think about, I mean, your journey and my journey and blah, 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 our, our lifespan so far as having had problems with, with weight is like, you also sort of get punished by showing good character, by doing what they say, because they say, yeah. or, can we restrict, eat less, move more. But if you do that, it's, and the biggest loser, the traditional biggest loser concept is that, move more, eat less, then you will sort of make your metabolism slower. So you, you get stuck in a position where it's 
even more difficult to shed yes. off weight. Absolutely. So you need you, so 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 that is and Jason Fang, our our mutual sort of god or idol, <laughs> which has said so he has said so eloquently many times that the, if if the failure rate is sort of ninety nine percent with the old advice, maybe we should give new advice. Yes, absolutely. All right, Eric, we're going to wrap this up. couple of things. When I see you in Spain this November for a low-carb universe where both Eric and I are speaking, can you and I hang out? <laughs> That's an important I, 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 I'm sort of developing a crush on you, so oh, my Eric, I knew you would. This is perfect. Okay, so we're going to hang out. We're going to do some more videos together, hopefully, because you're amazing and I have a million more questions. But two questions to close this up. I heard that you did a book about this journey. I want to know about the book and where people can get it. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I had it on the table here prepared. And oh, the, that's the best. We only have it in Swedish so far. How do you say that? Livsnjutardieten. Uh, okay. And, and it, 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 the hedonist diet or, uh, or enjoyment or life diet. But what I'm trying to, I'm, I'm describing in the book, uh, My Biggest Loser Experience uh, and the research which made me have this low-carb approach. And also, it's a debate book about subjects we have addressed here that the, guide, the guidelines have been so not based on true research, but stupid stuff. And it's a very personal book also about being obese and how trying to solve it. Good. But, uh, and and, and um, uh, <laughs> one thing I say in the book is that I still, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I still love carbs. So, it, so the hedonistic approach is that sometimes, for example, if I spend a week in Tuscany, Italy, I will eat the pasta that week. But when I get home, I make sure I fast for 24 or 48 hours to get back in this sort of low carb situation. But I, I cannot imagine a life where I, for the rest of my life, say no to the best carbs. So I, I have, I have I, an exception in my system. Yeah, if I'm going to Italy, I'm going to have some nochi. If I'm going to France, I'm going to have some bread. Like it's happening. I feel the same way. And look, everybody has to find their way, their own way. Some people don't eat that stuff for the rest of their life. And man, they're amazing. I am not that powerful. And some people find ways to manage it. And it sounds like that's what you've done. So where can people get your book? Well, um, there, you, you, people, you, normally I guess you should be able to, to read Swedish uh, if you want to get it, but then there's Adlibris and uh, Adlibris.com, Bokus.com, some Swedish <laughs> bookstores. I get a little embarrassed now because I'm speaking with, you're in Dallas, I think. Yeah, but that's okay. You're going to send me some links. We're going to put yeah. links in the show of where yeah. you can get this fella's book. Yeah. If you can read Swedish. And then Eric, where can people find you on social media? Like where can they get more information and follow you? Because I think you're really inspiring. Um, I am this far. Um, it's on Facebook. It's Eric Hörstadius, obviously. Eric Hörstadius. Then my, my daughters, they cry and make, set me up for Twitter and Instagram. And if I turn my computer, maybe you see your daughter here. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> will, will, will you make me an Instagram or Twitter user, Nadia? Yeah, I'm a pro at Instagram. 
Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Good job bringing the pros in. Yeah, yeah. So, send uh, us the uh, link and we'll put it on the show for people to follow you. Yeah, that's good. And so I'll see you in, in, in um, uh, on Mallorca in November. Yes, absolutely. Join us in Mallorca in November. Eric, thank you so much for being a guest here on Life in the Fasting Lane podcast. Guys, you can get more tips on fasting, keto, low carb at fastinglane.com. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Fasting Lane. Until next time, to your health and hotness. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you.